heavens to Murgatroyd. Heaven. Hello. It is me, Harlan Williams. I just heavens to Murgatroyded you right out of the gate. I don't know why you didn't deserve that. I apologize. Heavens to Murgatroyd even. Um, we are going to have a wonderful guest on the show today, an innovative inventor. Uh, we'll be calling in later in the show to discuss her brand new uh, invention to, uh, to help assist with uh, child care, with baby care. This is going to be great. I'm very excited to have this person on the phone. Uh, so that's later in the show. Also, we're going to be talking about animals. Are animals your buddies, your friends, but then somehow they turn into your enemies? The critters that we know and love, that you'd love to cradle in your arms and be friends with, do they suddenly become your enemies? It's possible. Also, we get a call from a pavement pounder who has created a home remedy. We had uh, a question of the day the other week asking to you to call in with your own home remedies, and we have a we have a real winner, I think not. Um, so get ready, put your helmet on. This is the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like anyway? <laughs> You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Yo, man, what do you expect? The guy's a gigolo, man. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. The Harland Highway, question of the day. Let's talk about the little critters. The little critters that walk the earth. Did you have animal critters in your life? I think everybody does. Whether you have a domestic pet or you just have like local critters in the yard, in the neighborhood. And do you have critters that turn from friend to enemy? Do you know what I mean? You've got lovable little animal critters. You love all animals. They're cute and they're furry and they're cuddly and they sing their little songs and they they skitter around your yard. You're like, oh, look at the little look at the little bunny. Listen to the beautiful morning bird. Oh, there's a deer in my yard. Right? And you're like, oh, I love all the critters. I should be Noah. I should start an ark and start saving the critters. But then what about when the critters go around the bend and you go from having animal friends to animal enemies? Okay? Like, for example, as ridiculous as it sounds, 
I live in Los Angeles, a city of 11 million people, but I'm up in the hills and there's there's deer. I get deer on my on my property. There's been mornings when I've woken up, looked out the window, and there's like seven, eight deer standing on my lawn by the swimming pool. I'm like, what the hell? What is this? Matt Damon's I Bought a Zoo? And I'm like, oh, my God, deer. I love it. Look at the beautiful deer. Oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky to have deer in my yard. What a gift from the heavens. And then I go around the corner and I look, and my plants look like they were in a in a hurricane. <laughs> They're just like so chewed up and ripped. The deer have eaten the crap out of my 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 plants that I planted. I guess deer aren't that picky about what they eat. They're they're like if it's green and it's leafy, I'll have some. They're like they think they're at Golden Corral. So I got bite marks and my, my beautiful plants are shredded. And I tolerated it for a while, but then it just got ridiculous. Like instead of just eating one plant, it's like, okay, there's 14 plants. Let's just, let's just chew on one of them. We'll destroy one. We'll leave the rest. No, they take bites out of all of them. They'll take four bites here, 20 bites there, two bites here. It's... And then I thought, okay, well, it's just that one plant. So I kind of lived with it. And now now I'm starting to see they're eating like they're biting into the other plants. They're biting into the trees, the bushes. They're, they're eating everything. They're treating my yard like a Golden Corral buffet. Screw you. So now I feel like my little deer buddies have become enemies. Okay. And then I got these, you know, little gophers. Who doesn't love a little gopher? Oh, furry little gopher. Digs a hole in the ground. Who's he hurting? He lives down underneath the earth. Okay, fine. But in L.A., there's these things called pocket gophers. I've talked about them before. They're like they're like the gopher you saw in Caddyshack. That Bill Murray tried to blow up time and time again. And I love all little critters, but these stupid pocket gophers, they don't make just one hole like most gophers. They make multiple holes. When I say multiple, I'm talking dozens. So I, you know, I I spent all this money to landscape my yard, level it out, brought some fresh sod in. My 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 lawn looked like a like a resort in Arizona. But oh no, here comes my little animal buddies. Here comes the uh, the pocket gophers. And these guys have put so many holes in my yard. It looks like I'm when I look at my lawn, I feel like I'm looking through a telescope at the surface of the moon. It's just pockmarks and there's probably about 100 holes in my yard. 100 holes about the diameter of, uh, let's say, like a tangerine infuriating and then not only do they make the holes but they push all the dirt up and then the dirt gets moved around so my nice flat even lawn that costs a lot of money to landscape now looks like you ever see these guys that ride the dirt bikes on the weekend and they they're just driving around there's mounds of dirt and then it's flat and they jump and 
it's, it's like a mini scaled down version of a bike, a dirt bike track. There's just mounds of dirt. There's bald patches where they push the dirt onto the grass so the grass can't get any sun. It literally looks like, you know, the, the military uses, uh, they, they create testing ranges for their missiles, <laughs> their bombs. They go out in the desert and they, they designate a few acres and they just shoot stuff out there and there's their pock marks and holes and blast marks. That's what these little gophers have done to my yard, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, friends. And how about birds? We all love a, a little morning song, don't we? <whistles> little birds singing in the morning to ease us out of a deep sleep. Wrong. I love all my little birds, but as I've said before, the national, the, the state bird in California is the mockingbird. And the mockingbird... It's called the Mockingbird because it impersonates all the other birds. And at this time of year, they're building their nest and raising their babies, and they get very territorial. So what they do for about three months, May, June, and July, if you're so unlucky to have them build a nest somewhere on your property, they defend their nest by breaking into their multiple bird calls at about 3 in the morning. Yeah, when it's still dark, they're singing. And they don't stop until about 9 in the morning. So why they picked that block to broadcast that this is their territory is beyond me. But they're extremely loud. They don't stop. And they just go through the gamut of every bird call you've ever heard. And these lovable little birds you like seeing flapping around in your yard. Cute little fellas here. Have some seeds. How about have some cyanide? Have some rice and go go flop on your back and die. Where's cereal with the mustard gas when I need it? God. Hate to sound mean, but God. These things are just, it's just like having an alarm clock that won't shut off. And and if you don't believe me, you, you know what? I'm gonna I'm actually gonna uh, I'm gonna go home tonight, and I'm gonna record these little morons in my in my yard. I'm gonna leave the studio, and when I go home tomorrow morning, when I wake up, I'll I'll record these annoying freaks, and you can see what I'm going through. These things start at three in the morning, so so I'm gonna cut to it right now. And this will be me in the morning, and then we'll come back. Did you hear him? That, that's him, right there, the noisy one. Hear him? Doing every bird call, doesn't shut up. Three in the morning, moron. 
So see, there you go. That was that was actually recorded right out in my yard. I went home, I cut away from the show, and now I'm picking it up again. And uh, it, it's insane. And that's not even the volume. I mean, I'm, I'm recording... I'm recording from a distance. Imagine all that right outside your window. Ay, ay, ay. But there's more. Oh, yes, there's more. These critters. and the, oh, oh, wait a minute. There's more. How about the little raccoons? Oh, who doesn't love raccoons running through their yard? Little characters, striped little bandits. Oh, what a touch of nature. Until every night. I guess the the raccoons get into a habit where they're like, you know what, I got to take a dump. And I'm a raccoon and I eat a lot of unusual stuff, seeds and birds and crabs and plastic bags and chocolate bar wrappers. And like every other critter, I got to take a dump. So I'm going to do it right here every night in front of your house. I'm going to do it right on on your doorstep. You're like, whoa, well, wait a, what, what, wait a minute, fuzzy little forest critter friend. Can you not leave your mystery dumps in front of my welcome mat every night, please? I mean, you can't avoid looking at it. And you're, you're seeing, you're seeing like piles of poo with stuff in it that looks like somebody was at a rummage sale. Are those, are those car keys in that dump? Is, is that a? Is that a little car made out of Lego in that dump? What what is, is that a Rubik's cube in that dump? What is that a a walnut in that dump? What is, what the hell are these guys here? Is that a can of Campbell's cream of celery soup in that dump? What are these raccoons eating, man? So I don't know. That's that's the that's the question of the day, man. Do you have little critters? that you thought were your friends and turn out to be your enemies? They're out to get you. They're destroying your life. They're making stuff hard. And I'm sure there's other ones. I mean, I'm just scraping the top of the barrel here. Who who knows what else? Oh, boy. So there you go. Question of the day. Have your animal friends... Turn from friends to enemies. The Harland Highway question of the day. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Well, let's switch topics and go to something that's a little more pleasant, shall we? Enough griping and groaning and that type of thing. Um, babies. Don't we all love babies? Don't we all love little babies? Little babies, cute little babies. Well, um, I always like to have creative people on the podcast, innovative people. And I, I guess there's a, a woman out of uh, Duluth, Minnesota, who's come up with, I guess, some kind of an invention uh, to help uh, relieve the stress of parents uh, having to find babysitters and nannies. Uh, they've come up with a way to uh, make it easier for uh, parents to get away from their babies, leave their babies, uh, and feel that their babies are safe and secure. Uh, it sounds uh, fascinating and intriguing. She's uh, created an invention that uh, 
I guess is supposed to watch the baby or something. I don't know if it's a robot or if it's, but, but, uh, why don't we just, uh, patch her on through? She ready to go, Roger? Okay. This is, uh, this is great. Here we go. Uh, hello. Uh, are you there? Uh, Laura lump crab. Hi, Harlan. How are you? Uh, great, Laura. Good to uh, have you on the show. It's excellent to be here. We're so happy to talk to you today. Well, we're happy to talk to you. As I said, we love uh, innovative people, and we're very excited to hear about your new uh, product in childcare. Excellent, yes. We're, we're so excited about it. Well, uh, it says here it's called the Baby Web. Can you tell us a bit about the Baby Web? Oh, absolutely, Harlan, yes. Um, well, as you know, people have infants, and we all live very busy lifestyles. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to sneak away for that frozen yogurt or a glass of wine with the girls or, you know, maybe even have a, a business meeting or something like that. And you've got a baby at the house, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I can't get a babysitter. Everyone's booked up. It's an awkward time of the day. You know, and who wants to have a full-time nanny? That's just not practical for many people, especially lower-income families. Yeah, absolutely. A, a nanny can't be cheap. Um, and as you said, yeah, there's probably spontaneous moments in a in a mother's life where she needs to get out the door and go and do something and obviously can't tag the baby along. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Harlan. And so... We designed a, an incredible apparatus called the Baby Web. Okay, that sounds intriguing. Tell us about the Baby Web. What is it and what does it do? Well, it's built, built on a principle taken right out of nature's playbook. Um, basically, if you've ever observed a spider uh, building a spider web in a corner or between two branches or you know, under the rim of a roof or wherever you might find a spider web in the garage. Sure, I think everybody has spider webs around. So, as you know, they kind of sit there and they wait for a fly or a moth or whatever to fly into it. And once an insect flies into the spider's web, uh, it has no chance of getting out. Yeah, it is, it is a fascinating, fascinating uh, feat of engineering for a spider to do this. Absolutely, and, and you know, it, it's incredible that how, how strong and how powerful the, the spider web is. It can just hold on to its victim, shall we say, until the spider's ready to come down and, uh, you know, do what a spider does and, and eat it. Absolutely, yes. So, so what is the baby web exactly, Laura? Well, the baby web is we, we imitated the spider web, okay? We studied it. We studied, studied the patterns of it. We studied its stress points, where it's strong, where it's at its weakest. And more than anything, we, we studied the stickiness of the spider web. How do you mean the stickiness? Well, even though the spider web is silken, okay, the, a spider shoots silk out of its abdomen, there is a, a sticky texture to the spider web that uh, actually clings to a moth or a fly or whatever misbegotten creature might happen to fly into the spider's web. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you've ever, like, touched a spider's web, very sticky, kind of weird, it clings to your flesh. Absolutely. And our researchers, our team studied this, 
And what we did, Harlan, with the baby web is we've got strands of very strong polyfilament rope, string. Uh, we've created our own strand, our own weave. It's thin. It's somewhere between a rope and string, kind of in that middle ground. Okay, got it. And what we've done is we've we've had our master seamstresses sew these things together following the patterns of a traditional spider web. Okay. And we've got little hooks on on the ends. Okay, so basically you can stick the hooks up in a corner uh, in the garage. Uh, you can actually hook it onto branches on a bush or a tree, what have you. And and, and I'm guessing it hangs down like a spider web. Exactly. It hangs down, it fans out, so you've got a big circle. It's about an eight foot by eight foot uh, circular, semi-circular shape. It's a, it's a little off the same way a spider web is, but pretty much a roundish shape. Okay, yeah, because, you know, spider webs aren't perfect. They've kind of got edges to them. Precisely, and we, 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 we emulated that model right from Mother Nature because Mother Nature, she always gets it right. She, she sure does. So, so that's kind of what the baby web is. Okay, that sounds great. So j just so I'm clear, it, it's, like, it's like you've imitated a spider's web. Uh, it's, a, it's big. It's like eight feet, and you, you kind of hang it where you said you can hang it just about anywhere, and it looks kind of like a giant spider web. Exactly. Okay, that sounds fantastic. And so, so how does the baby element come into it? Well, as I said, mothers these days are busy. We're very, very busy. And so if you have to run out for that Starbucks run or you've got a craving for, you know, a cappuccino or you want to have a glass of wine with the girls and there's your baby sitting there just drooling and looking at you with those dopey eyes and, you know, you just don't know what to do with it, you can just pick the baby up. Okay. And just run outside and throw it in the baby web. I'm, I'm sorry? Just throw the baby in the baby web, and it just hangs there till you get back. Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, are, you, are you saying you physically throw your infant into the, the, the baby web? Yes, if it's hanging on a wall, in a tree, uh, what have you, just throw the baby in, and it's very strong. If the baby just hangs there like a trapped fly or a praying mantis or a moth. Uh, and, and, of course, just the way moths flap their wings till they get tired or flies buzz and flap their wings till they get tired, a baby might flail its arms or cry, but eventually it just gets tired and just hangs there until mother gets home with her frappuccino or her glass of wine. Um, I, okay, I, Laura, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the safest thing. Uh, we've tested it, Harlan, and we've had babies hanging in there for up to 16, 17 hours, some of them upside down, sideways. It doesn't matter. Whoa, are you telling me you threw... Are, you, are we talking live babies? Well, uh, I've got, they told me you were funny. <laughs> of course they're live babies. That's what the baby web's defined for, to, 
to eradicate the need for a babysitter, which are expensive, they add up. Now, the BabyWeb retails for $224, but you have to figure, you know, that's the cost of, you know, half a year's worth of babysitters. So you're really, it's a great investment. Well, wait, wait a minute. Hold, can I stop you there, Laura Lump Crab? Yes. Well, I, 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 I think I've got some concerns here. You're talking about taking a live baby, running outside because you're going to get a glass of wine with your girlfriends? Oh, yes. We, <laughs> I mean, the girls love their afternoon wines. And, and you just you run out the door, you throw your baby in a spider web. It's hang, hanging in a tree or in the garage. And you go and get your, your drink on with your, with your girls and come back when? Well, Holland, it doesn't matter. One never knows how long an afternoon wine session goes with the girls. I mean, you, you know, you get talking about life. You get talking about relationships. I mean, I've, I've done it for, you know, there's been times when I've been out six, seven hours. And I've had to get a cab home because, you know, once that wine starts pouring, it just starts flowing. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. I think I got to put the handbrake on here for a second, okay? Um, you're out drinking and getting coffees, going to dinners, and, and you have babies hanging upside down, sideways, in the baby web for for I mean come on this isn't this isn't healthy for the baby. Well, babies don't know much, Harlan. You know they they haven't formed thoughts yet. Their 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 skulls are soft like a jellyfish, and you know they don't get it. And uh, you know, and being a mother is stressful, and you have no idea how much a couple of glasses of wine helps and and what really helps too is knowing that your baby's safe okay that your baby can't get out it's hanging in the baby web and you know if there's a breeze blowing it gently rocks the baby back and forth okay that's another thing what 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 what's this what if bad weather comes and your baby's in the uh... I, I know where you're going with this harlan we have tested these in wind tunnels and these are hurricane proof okay we've had these up to 70 miles an hour we've had babies in wind tunnels at 70 up to 130 miles an hour babies in wind tunnels and they don't even move are you telling me you threw a, a baby web up in a wind tunnel and threw live babies in in the baby web and, and had the wind blowing at 135 miles an hour and we even did one at 150 for a fat baby and that they didn't move and what's great harland i'll never forget we had a storm here about three weeks ago in duluth it was a real dilly and john and i that's my husband john we were inside having you know having what we call sake night where you know we have we have sushi and we crack open a couple of bottles of uh, um, sake and the baby was crying and causing a disturbance and the power went out okay well, wait a minute the power went out and the baby was crying and suddenly it got very romantic we lit candles and the storm rolled in and you know the sound of the rain on the roof and the, the thunder cracking and the lightning and the wind blowing rustling the trees what do you what, wait a minute and so we thought this is just too romantic a moment this was like before we had the baby 
So we ran outside. John was such a trooper. He threw on his hoodie and he ran outside and he threw um, the baby web up between two trees. And believe me, there was stuff blowing all over him. He's always such a man. It just added to the romantic vibe going around that evening. And he hung, he hung the baby web up and he ran out and threw Sarah and Carl in there. We have the twins. You threw twin babies into a, a baby web in the middle of a, a violent storm? Now hold on, Harlan. I told you, this thing is uh, hurricane-proof. We've, we've tested it. And what's amazing is these trees were blowing so hard, they were bending and bending forward and bending back. And it's almost like it was almost the lulling sensation of being in the womb. And I'll tell you, our babies, after just a little bit of screaming, um, they fell. It looked like they fell right to sleep. And they were just blowing kind of back and forth, back and forth, swaying in the wind. And John and I, we well, I won't tell you how much sake we had, but it was just a wonderful, romantic night. Okay, Laura, look, I'm going to stop. You're right there. I don't. I don't think this is a good idea. And by the way, do you have pets, Harlan? No, I don't have pets. And quit trying to change the subject. I'm not trying to change the subject. I'm just saying, if you have pets and a small dog or a cat, and you have to get away for a weekend, you're going camping, or you're going away to a resort for seven or eight days, throw your pet into the baby web. It holds them wonderfully. Okay, D- Laura, no. No, 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 no. This, this, this is, this is. I don't. I, at first, I was excited about this. You can't throw live babies into a, a giant spider web during hurricanes, and put them in wind tunnels. And sometimes you can throw the pets and the baby um, into the thing, and then the baby has the comfort of having the household pet there. No, I don't want to hear anymore. We're also developing what we call the senior's web, where it has the strength to hold not only a senior, but a senior in a wheelchair. So you can technically roll your you know, grandparent or your elderly mother or father. You could push them up a ramp at a very fast speed and launch them through the air. And the spider web, the, elder, the, the, the senior's web will actually catch them like a baseball glove and just hold them there so you get back from vacation or wherever you're going okay no this is i i'm not i I can't endorse this laura this sounds dangerous it almost sounds borderline immoral and uh well harlan do you have kids no I, i don't have kids and you already said you you don't have a pet no so, you know, I'm afraid your trepidation is stemming from probably, you know, a lack of knowledge. And I don't mean to sound... But well, come on now. I don't mean to sound, you know, cruel by saying that, but it sounds like you're lonely and you, have no, you wouldn't have a need for this product, but your listeners... You know what? I don't want my listeners to hear any more about this. I, it was great talking to Laura, but I'm, I can't endorse this. Well, you know, I, I think you're being a bit premature with your assessment. No. Throwing old people and pets and babies into a giant fake spider web and letting them dangle for days and weeks and who knows how long, unacceptable. Well, if I could just give out the website, it's www. No, hang up, Roger. No. www. No, hang up. Hang. Whoa. 
Did you hear that, Roger? That was crazy. The baby web. You know, that's an interview I almost regret, wish we hadn't done. For, for all my listeners, and I know, is she gone? Good. Um, as I was saying, for all my listeners, I, I do not endorse the baby web, and we did not give out the website because that just sounds absolutely dangerous. Um, I, I, you know, that was a little misleading. I, I initially, I was quite excited to, to speak to this woman, but, uh, wow, not a fan, not a fan of, uh, what I just heard. So let's just put, put that one behind us and, uh, let, let's move on, Roger. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, Harland? Salutations and benedictions. I'm actually calling in reference to a show you had a few shows back about home remedies. And I wanted to give you one that's not too crazy or too involved, and it actually works. We, my own personal experience. Um, all you need is eight ounces of orange juice and a clove or two of garlic, and you put those two ingredients into a blender... You mash them all up until they're nice and frothy, and then you just throw that back down your top hatch, and it's the best thing in the world. If you've got a cold or a flu, or you just want to clean yourself out. So if you don't believe me, you can try it for yourself. I'll stand by this one. And I guess that's it. Let me know what you think if you try it. Chicken chow mein, baby. Later. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I don't have a cold and I'm not ill at the moment, you know, mentally ill. I don't think your remedy cures my mental illness. Um, and I have no desire to clean myself out. Um, so, you know, I I can't, uh, verify your claims, but I appreciate you sharing orange juice and garlic cloves. (laughs) <laughs> Interesting, man. I don't know how good that would taste, but, uh, you know, I, I certainly appreciate uh, you you sharing and any of the pavement pounders listening who are under the weather, who have a cold or the flu or want to clean themselves out. There you go, man. Uh, you just got the hot home remedy tip. Uh, I don't endorse it. If you get sick or jump off a roof, that's on you. This is not my concoction, but, uh, hey, it sounds interesting. If any of you do try it and it works, I want to hear about it. Me, I just don't have the courage, and I'm not sick. So uh, so let me know. You can let me know at 323-739-4330. Thank you, by the way, for calling in. Appreciate uh, your input on the home remedy scene. Very interesting. Um, 323-739-4330. And uh, let us know if you dare try that magic elixir to cure what ails you. I wonder if I could give any to that annoying mockingbird in my yard. Or even the raccoon. He seems to clear himself out every night on my doorstep. I bet that's what he's eating. Orange juice and garlic. Damn it. Is that what you're eating, Mr. Raccoon? And it's the best thing in the world. If you've got a cold or a flu, or you just want to clean yourself out.
Oh, boy. You know what? I should bring you and make you stand right next to where the raccoon cleaned himself out. I'll stand by this one. Okay, good. Well, like I said, if you want to call in, and it doesn't have to be a home remedy, you can call in for anything you want, 323-739-4330, or you can just drop me an email at harlandwilliams.com. Just uh, type in on our contact page. And we might read your letter on the uh, on the podcast. Um, so let's get to some announcements here, for God's sakes. Uh, let's see, what's going on? Um, San Diego, that's what's going on. January, uh, sorry, May 21st. January, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe I do need a glass of garlic citrus. Uh, May 21st to the 24th. Yours truly at the American Comedy Co. in San Diego, California. Oh, yes. What a cool place. Uh, Then in June, June 11th to the 15th, I will be in Ontario, California at the Improv. And then Houston at the Houston Improv, uh, June 18th to the 21st. So get your tickets. Everything's up on the website, all the links, harlandwilliams.com. Go to go to my stand-up tour page. While you're there, check out, yes, check out the uh, the web store. We've got all kinds of fun gifts, the Magic Fuck Off shirt. we got books, kids' books, T-shirts, um, DVDs, comedy specials. You name it, it's there, man. Makes for great, funny presents for people you know and love. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The button's right at the bottom of the homepage at harlemwilliams.com. And uh, you will get all my wacky videos as they come out. You'll be the first to get them. Uh, and uh, they're always, hopefully, a lot of fun. And I believe that's it, man. That is all I got for today. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, gang. Do not buy the baby web. Uh, or actually, you know what? Maybe buy a bunch of baby webs and let's see if we can catch those mockingbirds. Ugh. All right, that's it for now. Uh, thanks for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. I'll stand by this one. <laughs> <laughs>